in this episode, Being a Lazy Kid and How the Word is Hard Working. This is the 1010 Life Podcast. Live to the full in body, beliefs, and business. Here's your host, Paul B. Evans. Man, I was a lazy kid. Some kids are like driven from the very beginning. They love to do sports. They like to study. I liked to goof off. However, my granddaddy did not believe in goofing off. He was a hard worker and he had a strong work ethic and he believed that it was his duty to move me from idle to active He tried to teach me all sorts of things. He tried to teach me how to garden, how to hoe a row, how to take weeds out of the garden. What in the world? I thought they were growing for a reason. And then ultimately, he wanted me to actually be a harvester. He wanted me to go out and pick the corn, pick the butter beans, pick the string beans, pick the figs off the trees, and he wanted me to get those ready to eat. Snap beans that had the strings on the edges. That was a lot of work. Butter beans were a lot of work to shell. And how in the world do you get all of that golden hair off of corn? I never figured that out. But he never gave up. He would constantly say, hey, Paul, let me show you how to. And there would be a lesson. And then he would expect me to do the same thing. Well, Honestly, we know the Lord wants that for us as well, right? He wants us to not simply be idle. In Deuteronomy 32, 47, it says, These are not idle words for you. They are your life. He doesn't want us to simply memorize scripture or to sit around meditating or just to have a quiet time. Often, we're so seeking this experience, this feeling, when it comes to our relationship with the Lord that we forget that it's supposed to be active, that it is supposed to make a difference in our life and the life of other people. And that's when life to the full kind of comes about, right? When we're actually taking these words and living them out, not simply studying them, not simply knowing them, but actually allowing them to be transformative in our own life. Well, I did a recent article, one of the daily 1010 posts that I do in our 1010 private Facebook group. And I asked people, How did the Word come alive for them? What's that look like? And how does the Word really come in and and motivate and activate your day? And so I've got some of the responses here. Gina says that the Word makes my cynicism melt away so I can breathe in His presence. Deborah says assurance in His magnificent love. Julie says His words remove shame and, and show them the door. This gives me freedom to live the life He has for me and not give way to those who try to destroy life. Bert says, it shows mercy and forgiveness in my weakness. They give me strength and encouragement to never give up and always try again. They are power. Beth said they give me wisdom that I can't get anywhere else. Crystal says, his word gives me hope. Hope that his way is true in spite of my circumstances. Sue says, hope, that's exactly what I was going to say. Sue has that same That same feeling about the Word of God being active in hope. It's not idle. It's not simply a message. 
but it's translated into our, our very existence in our life. Patty says, they help me with my words for them to be uplifting and encouraging, not to wound or destroy. That's active for sure, isn't it? Jen says, they give me grace. Ebenezer says, they increase my faith. Janet says, they give me direction. Cheryl says, they make me stop and ask, what was God intending that I get from these particular words? And Tim says, they transform me by renewing my mind. God's word is active and it is alive. Even as it says in Hebrews 4.12, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's active, it's alive, it's not idle, it's not stagnant, it's not quiet. Uh, Sometimes it may be gentle and other times it may be forceful. Another action that comes about by the word being active is Psalm 119.11. Most of us have this memorized. Your word I've hidden in my heart that I will not sin against you hidden in my heart that I will not sin, that I won't take the wrong action. So God's word allows us to be active in the right way, in the focused way that's according to his will. And then 2 Corinthians, I mean 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17. For all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be completely equipped for every good work so that we're not idle. We're actively finding ways to do his will. And how's that come about? Well, here it says four areas. Number one is doctrine, that we believe the right things, the holy things, that we're not simply allowing anything to go, but that we're literally focusing on God's word and allowing that to be the compass, that doctrine is real, that truth is not relative. So it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof. So that when people feel like, hey, why are you judging me? We say, well, we're not judging. We're living by the same value system that's in the word. And the word is is active. It's alive. So that when I step out of line, the judgment comes from the word and not from another human being. So it reproves. Then it also corrects. And now the difference is, is that reproof is to basically say, hey, what you did is wrong. (laughs) Correction is to say, Here's the right way to go. So the word doesn't just judge. It shows us the right way. It shows us the correction to make. It shows us how to get back on course. It shows us how to live the right way. God doesn't simply go, hey guys, I want you to be holy. Now good luck finding holiness. I hope it works out for you. Instead, he says very specifically, this is how you become holy. Even as we just looked at in Psalm 119, Your word I've hidden in my heart that I will not sin against you. The only way that we know what sin is, is because of the word. It corrects us. It shows us the right way. Back in the gym owning days, people would come in for their first workout. And a lot of people have never worked out before. And we would take them around the equipment and we would show them how to use it correctly. And listen, folks would get on machines backwards or they would try to move it in a direction that it did not move, and they didn't know. They weren't trying to be difficult, and they were actually a little bit embarrassed because they just didn't know. So what would we do? We would correct them. We'd put them in the right position. We'd take them through the correct motion so that they could end up mastering that particular exercise. God does the same thing with us. When we get in life backwards, and we try to move it in a direction it's not designed to go. And God says, let me correct you. And his word is what corrects us. 
And then instruction is also training so that we're able to go to the Word and figure out what our next steps are supposed to be. We can figure out how we're actually supposed to to be living. So instead of all these question marks that we usually have about life, we open up the Word because it's active and it's alive, and we discover exactly what we're supposed to be doing and how we're supposed to be living. It instructs us. It teaches us. It guides us ahead of time. So doctrine and reproof and correction, often we then learn from that, right? But instruction is more preventative. It's more be prepared ahead of time. It's like studying and then taking the test. Correction is you took the test. Here's what's wrong. Let's go back and do it right. Instruction is let's get it right before the test comes. And then ultimately this passage says that we'll be fully equipped for every good work. We'll have everything in our arsenal if we study the word for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, then we're going to be prepared for good works. We're going to be able to do the right thing at the right time in the right way. Not by our power, but because we connected with the Word and we were no longer idle. Well, I had to move from being a lazy kid to a productive adult. I have to get up in the morning. I have to work. You know, I own my own business. I focus on, on coaching people and consulting with companies. And if I don't get up and work, guess what? There's no food on the table. When it comes to our own lives in Christ, we've got to get up and not be idle. We cannot expect the relationship just to happen. We cannot expect holiness and righteousness just to occur. But we focus on the Word because they're not idle words. They are our lives. Live full. Visit us online, the1010.life, the1010.life.